Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. WBUR Podcasts, Boston. Hey, hey, happy 2023. You know, we here at Endless Thread, I think we really did the holidays right, which is to say we took some proper time off. We are working on new episodes for you, and we're going to kick that off next week. So this week we have another favorite from the archives, and I truly truly love this episode, and I feel like it's added another New Year's resolution to my list, which is commit to the bit, whatever the bit is. If you say you're going to do something crazy, positive crazy, joyful crazy, and you actually really want to do it, you should do it. I just think you should do it, and that'll make more sense once you listen to this episode, which I truly hope you do, because it's also given me one of my new favorite catchphrases in life. And uh, I'm not going to tell you what it is. You just have to listen. I'm already saying too much. Here's the episode. Thanks so much for listening. Amory, it's been a minute since we've done a snack time. It's true. Although I got to say, working from home, snack time is all the time for me, baby. (laughs) At least in the literal sense. I even made up a new word. You did? Yes. So, you know, when you're bored and you snack just to kill time, just to have something to do. Mm-hmm. I call it a snacktivity. <laughs> That's pretty good. That deserves more of a laugh from uh, you than just <laughs> I don't snacktivity. Know. I'll, I'll give you a guffaw. Do you want a guffaw? Please. <laughs> <laughs> That's more like it. <laughs> I have made the mistake of ordering a lot of potato chips to my house recently. I, I like basically like tore through some sour cream and onion yesterday in a way that like both my wife Sarah and I like looked at each other like at 10:30 last night and we're like we can't do this anymore we got to get these chips out of the house get them out we can't be we can't be having like four bags of chips in the house that's not that's not good all right you got any salt and vinegar or barbecue you send them to me I will. Also, by the way, the reason we are talking about snacks to any of you new listeners out there who are like, what are you guys talking about? Welcome to Snack Time. This is a chance for us to tell you some of our favorite Reddit stories that don't quite become full episodes. We like to think of them as endless thread snacks in between the meal-sized episodes. And today we've got a classic snack It only happened a few months ago, and it really was an instant classic. Like, I feel like my memory of this, Amory, is that, like, I saw it 
and sent it to you and you had either seen it independently or very quickly looked at it and you were like, we need to talk to this person. Oh, yeah. There was no doubt that (laughs) that we were going to address this in some way. So this was from back in February. A Redditor called Mrs. Sam Handwich, which I love her already. She posted in the No Stupid Questions community, which is exactly what it sounds like. And her question was, what are the dimensions of an adult llama? She then goes on to give a little more context. So we called up Mrs. Sam Handwich and had her read it for us herself. Do you have the post in front of you? Uh, Yes, I do. Cool. Can we have you read that for us? All right. The original post is, I've been hired to make a tuxedo for a llama and I don't have its measurements. I'm also going to assume the llama is male. The measurements needed are the length of the legs from just above the hoof, the ankle, so the bottom of the torso, height from bottom of torso to the back of neck, distance around the neck, and width across the shoulders. Thank you. This should be taught in journalism school for, like, writing a strong lead. Mm. Just because I feel <laughs> like, you know, it's very straightforward, but it's also very well written because as a reader, immediately you had me. You had me at llama, <laughs> and I was in. And I wanted to know everything. Thank you. That's that's kind of what I was going for. I do, uh, I write in my spare time, like, nothing like journalism, just annoying notes to my husband. And- <laughs> <laughs> so what was the response? Uh, well, I learned that there is an entire different world right under our noses where people show llamas and take llama costume-making classes and... I was just blown away by the fact that llama costume classes exist. What? And I'm also <laughs> blown away right, by that. Right. The person, I had a person directly message me that, you know, hey, I know this is going to be a weird conversation, but I've taken classes in how to dress llamas and llama tailoring because I show llamas professionally. And I was like, what world have I stumbled across? And the story only got better from there, because a month or so later, in early March, a Redditor called DJ117XX made a post in the Pix community, Pixes and Pictures, and the headline read, Five years ago, I promised my sister I'd bring a llama to her wedding. And of course, there is a photo attached, and it looks like a bride having, like, in her face, she looks like she's having a bit of a bridezilla moment. She is like, oh, come on. She, she's not happy. And next to her is a dude um, who is dressed almost identically to a llama. I think that actually that look uh, is what made the post go so viral is you can really see the the duality of a, a brother sister relationship. You know, her looking so incredibly pissed and me with the humongous smile on my face. <laughs> <laughs> That is Redditor DJ117XX, who is also the beaming brother of the bride slash llama handler in the photo. His name is Mendel, which is a Hebrew name. It uh, it means strength. Um, Do you know what llama is in Hebrew? Yeah, actually, llama is a word in Hebrew. Funny story. And it means why. <laughs> it means why? Yeah. So That's people hilarious. people have been commenting on my post, you know, in the word with the word in Hebrew saying llama. My name is Mendel Weinstock, also known as DJ117XX on Reddit. 
I am a student at the University of Akron in Akron, Ohio, studying financial planning. The beginning of Mendel's llama escapade started with a long car ride five years ago. He was in the car with his sister and a couple of his sister's friends. And even though no one was engaged at the time, weddings were clearly on the mind. It's about a five-hour car ride. And she was talking about planning her wedding almost as if she was going to have it the next day. And, of course, being stuck in a car for five hours listening to three teenage girls talk about their weddings was driving me crazy. So I decided to have a little fun with it. I said, I'm not going to come to your wedding. And, of course, you know, that got a reaction out of her. She lost it. She said, you have to come to my wedding. You're my only brother. It's very important. So then I said the next you know, most random thing that came to my mind. I said, if you make me come to the wedding, I'm going to bring a llama with me. It was totally random. It's the first thing that popped in my head. And of course, that freaked her out even further. She said, you can't do that to me. It's my special day. You're going to ruin it. So eventually she gets so worked up that she says, if you uh, go ahead, the llama is invited to the wedding. So those were the magic words. And ever since that day, in those words, I have promised her that I'm going to bring a llama to her wedding. And on Sunday, I made good on that promise. Mendel, I feel like we've all said things like this before, though, like, you know, I'm going to bring a llama to your wedding or I'm going to come to your wedding in assless chaps or whatever it is. But 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 when (laughs) have you said that before, Amory? Did you tell someone that much like the llama? That was just the first thing that came to my mind. Ben. That was great, though. I'll have to use that. (laughs) (laughs) But when when did you decide you know, especially once your sister actually got engaged. When did you decide that you were actually going to follow through on this? Uh, five years ago, I'm telling you, when she said the words, the llama is invited to the wedding, I put it in my head. It's gonna happen. And uh, when she got engaged in October of last year, shortly after, I mean, maybe a few weeks, I called a llama place in Akron, Ohio, and I rented a llama and... Uh, you know, I was dead serious about this the entire time, but I was never more serious than when I actually rented the llama. <laughs> you just call your local llama place. Yeah, you know, we, as you do. Do we have one of those here, Ben? <clears throat> I don't know, but we should find out. <laughs> Can I ask, um, how much did it cost to rent the llama? Yeah, what's uh, what's what does what's a llama a, go what for? What kind of damage is that going to do to my my wallet? Four hundred and fifty dollars. You know, surprisingly, not a lot, actually. Did you have to rent by the hour? No, it was a flat fee. Flat fee. Okay, good to know. Now that Mendel had officially set Llama Rama into motion, he had a few other details to figure out. Which is where a co-worker of his at Papa John's Pizza came in. A co-worker known as Mrs. Sam Handwich. More Llama Rama coming at you in a minute. A gruesome scandal at the nation's most prestigious university shines a light on a macabre and lucrative world of buying and selling human remains. Human body parts taken by a manager at the Harvard Medical School morgue and then sold to customers online. So my first skull is right there on the top shelf. That's my first and my favorite. I'm reporter Ali Jarmani, and this story raises some tough questions. How should we treat the dead? 
and who gets to decide. There should be some middle ground where we treat deceased tissues differently than we treat old refrigerators. This is Postmortem, the stolen bodies of Harvard, a new season of WBUR's Last Scene. Listen and follow Last Scene wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Natalie Whitney. I go by Mrs. Sam Handwich on Reddit, and I am an assistant manager. I was recently a general manager and stepped down at Papa John's in Akron, Ohio. How did you get roped into this? Uh, well, a big part of our job is standing around waiting for pizzas. Don't tell my bosses I said we stand around, though. <laughs> And so, you know, we just sit there and we shoot the breeze with each other. And Mendel was talking about how he just rented a llama. And I was just like, I want to be a part of this no matter like what I have to do. And I was like, have I ever told you I'm an amateur seamstress and I can make a bridesmaid's dress? And he's like, oh, the llama's going to be in a tuxedo. I was like, I will, I will do that too. And he's like, all right, yeah. He's like, awesome. Saves me the trouble of finding a llama seamstress. (laughs) I like your optimism. Like, I could do that. (laughs) Llama tuxedo, no problem. Amateur seamstress, I got this. I love it. Well, it's not the most difficult project I've ever taken on. It was just, like... A llama tuxedo is not the most difficult project you've ever taken on? No, I have have seven siblings, and four of them are younger than me. And so I've made a lot of Halloween costumes in my day, and it's a lot harder to tailor to a person than a llama. (laughs) (laughs) because is that because people have opinions and llamas yes okay people also need pants (laughs) yes people also need pants and pants are surprisingly difficult (laughs) (laughs) what was the process like of of constructing the tuxedo how'd you do it well i pictured it was a really really big dog because they have more or less the same shape i guess Mm -hmm. longer neck So I looked up a lot of dog patterns, and we ended up getting measurements for the llama. The hardest part was realizing just how big a llama really is. (laughs) Because, I mean, you can look at the numbers on the page, but until you realize, oh my gosh, this is the size of my entertainment stand, you're not going to get it through your head. So I just started dressing my entertainment stand, really. It's difficult to um, pass along the majesty of a llama. It, it is. I mean, you really don't get it across in pictures, but yeah. that llama was terrific. <laughs> <laughs> it is everything you guys are dreaming that llama is. And it wasn't until, like, we saw the llama that I was like, okay, yeah, this is really happening. Because it's, I mean, you can say it all you want, you can prepare all you want, but nothing is going to prepare you for walking up and dressing a llama. Like, did you have to do the thing where you're like, okay, step into, step into this one. <laughs> okay, now step into this one. Uh, no, actually, I made the sleeves that they were just, um, they weren't sewn in the back, so it was just like a flap instead of a tube. And then I brought uh, binder clips so we could just clip them behind his legs. If he had wanted to, could he have ripped it off like Superman? Oh, yeah. Most definitely. Uh, That was one of the first things I asked Mendel is, you know, if this llama is uncomfortable, I'm not doing this. I'm not going to make an animal suffer for a joke. Was there a handler with the llama? Did they just let you pick it it up and drop it off? Or or were you under supervision? (laughs) They're like, bring it back. (laughs) Have him home by 11. Have him him home by 11. No, uh, Debbie Arndis and her daughter both came. 
uh, and they stayed with us for the entire duration, and they are actually the ones who put the costume on the llama. They told me that this llama in particular, his name is Shaki, uh, was used to wearing costumes and actually uh, goes to shows dressed up in costumes. One of my favorite details um, was that because this was a Jewish wedding... Shaki had uh-huh. a yarmulke. Uh, a llamaka, please. <laughs> oh, it's a llamaka. Emery, come oh on. Oh, my God. I can't believe I missed that. Come on. I'm so disappointed in myself. He had a llamaka. <laughs> my only regret with all this is that I wish I could have been a little more patient and a little more quiet so that way it would have been more of a surprise because I did not shut up about it for five years. I reminded her at least twice a week about it. She called me the day after she got engaged and I said, okay, I'm calling a llama place. I mean, I I could not shut up about it. <laughs> well, sometimes you have to say it enough so that it comes true, right? You were, right? You were willing the llama and its tuxedo into existence. Where was the wedding? Uh, the Doubletree in Beechwood, Ohio. Do they have a llama policy? Uh, They have an animal policy, and it's an extra, I don't know how much, but it's an extra cost to bring animals into the hotel. And my sister did not feel like paying that for... What if they're dressed to the nines? Uh, Even if they're dressed to the nines, you still got to pay. So the llama stayed outside, and honestly, it, it worked out beautifully, no matter what, so... I want to see that llama with, like, one headphone on at the DJ station. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> on the dance floor. I don't or wanna, on the dance floor. I want to see him on the dance floor, not DJ. I want to see the llama saying, uh, I ordered the vegetarian meal. <laughs> <laughs> Some people on Reddit commented that. Did he get the chicken or the steak? <laughs> um, what was your sister's reaction, Mendel? Shock. You know, there's nothing that can really prepare you for walking outside and seeing a real live llama wearing a tuxedo. And she was definitely a little mad at first, but she got over it very quickly and realized that it was a great joke and she had a great time. And it definitely didn't ruin her wedding. She definitely had a great time at the wedding overall. Like the llama has sort of like eclipsed the wedding in a way. You know, a lot of people on Reddit have said that I'm very selfish for taking my sister's special day and making it all about myself. But she has told me multiple times that I didn't ruin it. Instead, I made it more memorable. And, you know, she her wedding has gotten more publicity than she ever would have imagined. I mean, it probably would have just been a quick little article in the Cleveland News or the Cleveland Jewish News. And uh, now it's being talked about worldwide. That is not an exaggeration. The photo of Mendel, his sister, and, of course, the llama really did go viral, big time. Pretty soon after drawing attention on Reddit, there were llama-at-a-wedding stories, like, everywhere. CNN, The Today Show, BuzzFeed. It was the feel-good story of the week. And considering that the pandemic shut everything down in the U.S. the very next week, Mendel fulfilled his promise just in time. Mendel, do you expect you'll ever get married? Eventually, yes. Because if this isn't a setup for a massive revenge, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what is. Yeah, you've you've got like a like an elephant coming your way or something. <laughs> you know what? I I say this a lot as my catchphrase, but this time I really really mean it. You can't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> <laughs> Natalie, oh, Natalie, uh, do you do elephants? 
Uh, I've already decided that no matter what his sister has planned, I want in on it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, that is our snack time. We will be back with a regular episode next week. I'm Ben Brock Johnson, the guy with the exact same dimensions as an adult llama. (laughs) I'm Amory Sievertson, who someday is going to have an elephant just show up at Ben's door. Bye. Bye!